this episode is so fire, it really shouldn't even be a bonus episode. I think I was even thinking about saving this at one point to be like the season two opener. I have a great conversation with my bruv from the UK, Paul Padmore, from My Perfect Failure podcast. Definitely go check out that podcast if you love Trap Life. If you like Trap Life, you will love My Perfect Failure. It's an excellent podcast. Paul has the best guests, and they're just very vulnerable with him. They open up. Um, we actually have very similar interview styles. We try to go deep every rip. So, yeah, every episode we're going in. Um, this episode is no different. It was a great conversation. Um, probably be on pause so sooner rather than later. Um, so yeah, we're just dropping this in 2020. We recorded this back in October, and so you will definitely enjoy this episode, and we'll have some more episodes with Paul in the future as well. Peace and blessings. I'm online. Loud and clear. Good to go. That's what I like to hear. Good to go. Okay. So we are in for a very exciting episode um, of the Trap Life podcast. We don't know what episode this will be, but we do know that it will be released and it will be a classic episode for the people. So welcome my Trap Stars, my Trap Life tribe, my Trap Lifers. And you are in for an enjoyable experience today. We are here with Top Boy of the podcast game, my friend, my bruv, Paul Padmore. Paul, can you say what's up to the people? Well, first of all, first of all, Pete, thank you for a very warm intro. Love your podcast, love what you're doing, love the energy you're bringing to the uh, podcast world and also to the to the wider world so yeah so and um it's wonderful to uh to appear with your audience so yeah so i'm paul i'm from the uk you can probably gauge from my accent i live in a place called basingstoke which is in southern england just to give you a bit of a steer in terms of location it's probably about 40 minutes from London so it's kind of like close to London um considered yeah. a suburb of London or not really no no it's um it's so it's in the county We're talking about counties and that's what we call it in, in the US you probably call states so we have counties in the okay. UK so um it would be it's in the county of Hampshire um so it's kind of like it, it's kind of like overspill from London so a lot of people migrated from London to to sort of Hampshire in the 70s 80s that type of thing so a lot of people sort of live here it's kind of like you know it's as I was saying earlier a second ago it takes about 45 minutes 40 minutes to commute to London so a lot of people navigate but you know it's got it's got a nice sort of community here so it's, it's probably I was, I was gonna I was gonna try and um, say what the population is but I think it's I could be wrong here. I'm, I'm guessing a bit, but it's probably about a hundred thousand. 
something like that. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like a, a smallish town, but it's a cool town. Lots of wonderful people. So yeah, so um, it's, uh, it's it's cool to introduce your uh, international audience to Basingstoke. Yeah. So that's so that's me. So yeah. So um, and I'm I'm the host of a another podcast called uh, My Perfect Failure. I mean, potentially we might discuss that as we get a little bit deeper into this. So, Paul, take us through, you kind of just shared a little bit about your background, but I want to hear about the man behind the phenomenal My Perfect Failure podcast. Okay, um, what do I start? Yeah, so, I, I've given you a little bit of yeah, info. What, so, your family... So, what, what okay. was high school like, childhood, all that good stuff. All the okay. Okay. The you're taking, you're taking me back. To, you know, figure out for you. We're just gonna yeah. get it okay. all out on the table here. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, um, so this is a trip down memory lane for me a little bit, I guess. So, I was born. I was actually born in London. Um, but sort of moved to to Basingstoke as a child. So, grew up. In Basingstoke, which again is a you know wonderful town, uh, lots of uh, really cool people. I've got. I'm very lucky that I went to school with. I was telling somebody recently actually that um, sometimes when you leave school, we call it in in the UK we call it secondary school. When you leave about 16, sort of 90% of the people you, you tend, just because of the way that life works, you kind of. The day that you leave, potentially you don't see them ever again because people, you know, do different things. Some go to work, some go to college, um, some move, you know, and different things happen. But I'm kind of lucky that I've I kind of like got a a hardcore group of friends that uh, to this day, you know, we we know we're still in regular contact with, and we still as childish as we were when we were at school, which is quite nice because it helps balances. It helps when we when we connect. It helps balance sort of the, um, you know, real life, you know, the real world, which sometimes, I guess, for, you know, it can be a wee bit stressful. So, so yeah, so I was kind of like raised in Basingstoke, schooled in Basingstoke, went to college in Basingstoke. And then when it was time to sort of think about different decisions, I ended up going to university and that took me to um, London, took me to south london a place called greenwich which i think is southeast london which was a cool place studied sociology there so got a, uh, a ba degree in sociology really loved it connected again to some you know really cool people um some of some of which you know today still still you know friendly where we, we sort of uh, talk from time to time and then it was then I'd stop, you know, like everybody, you, you go to university, then it's time to think about career. Career-wise, I've generally worked more in a sales, I guess, stroke um, client-facing roles. So I worked for a lighting firm initially being in a sales, in a sales capacity. But more, but more recently, I guess, my more recent career history probably for the last 15 years I've probably worked in I guess what we call digital advertising so that's working for some of the UK big publishers like Trinity Mirror and um, a company which at the time was part of the Daily Mail group a company called Local World so helping those guys monetize their digital assets so their digital 
portfolios, publications, so lots of localised regional titles. I would help them um, hopefully make a bit of money with their regional title. So that's that's kind of like what I've done from a career perspective. A lot of career, you know, so a lot of um, client facing, going to meetings and that type of thing. And also working with, I've been very lucky, I've, I've always tended to work with um, you know really cool people really you know keep not just from a work perspective but also from a a sort of you know friendship perspective I, I've always you know, I think it's important when we work because work can be quite a stressful thing at times but not always but sometimes but it but I think to dilute you know the stresses that can arise and to and to make every day a good day so I think it's good to um, ideally if we can if we have any control work with top people so I've always been able to work with top people and um, and a lot of those people have become you know dear friends today so I've kind of been very lucky in that regard so so yeah so that's kind of like the career side and then I guess I guess a bit of the career side I'm going to sort of lead into the podcast a little bit Pete so if you want me to to hold up a little bit then definitely um no that, go that, that, for it okay we're, we're free flowing okay so yeah and don't so, be afraid to go on tangents we love tangents okay. on this podcast <laughs> okay because I talk for hours that's one of the things that I do people probably glean from listening to me that this guy talks a, a little bit yeah so yeah so I um I can just go into the how I came about putting my perfect failure together, the, the, the podcast. So, so my background was primarily working for publishers, um, you know, wonderful publishers in the UK, big publishers. And um, then I kind of transitioned, not out of the space, in the same space, but working on the other side of the fence, which is working for tech companies. So... Um, so essentially I would I would now approach publishers and help them monetize and help them make lots of uh, money on from um, their digital portfolio so their um, their web pages and so anyway so I went to work for a startup you know we had you know wonderful team you know we had huge ambitions and um, you know potentially the um, business idea to execute but long story short it kind of like didn't work out for me there was a few things that just you know when I there was a few things that I wanted to execute wasn't able to execute the way I wanted to execute them and as I was I guess going through that process you kind of like do a lot of thinking and I guess my thinking at the time was I kind of like wonder how because you you know we all hear about I said this a few times before, but we all hear about people like, oh, you know, noted people like uh, Oprah, Jay. I like my hip hop, so you know, I give Jay Z as an example there. You know, Dre, J.K. Rowling. So we we hear about these people that, you know, they struggle. You know, people, you know, they cite failures and they overcome those. And I just wondered whether. So at the time, I was kind of like wondering whether my experience experience in startup land could potentially be my 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 failure but it could be you know potentially my perfect failure and anyway so that period 
kind of like came and went the sort of job ended and I kind of went on to sort of to new things but I kept on having this reoccurring thought in my head about how people overcome challenging moments and it just you know it would happen I could be at dinner or you know with friends or work colleagues and, I, and this thing would pop into my head or I could be at the gym walking down the street doing shopping and I just had this reoccurring thing in my head because I'd, I'd realised that not everybody has a great network around them whether it be a coach a mentor family or friends that they can speak to when they're going through difficulties and I realised that you know for some when they experience you know challenges or failure it can be quite permanent so so anyway so after about a year or so I thought to myself I need to do something with this because there's a reason it's staying in my head so then I just, then I realised I love listening to podcasts. I, I you know I listen to podcasts at the gym, you know going to on the tube, you know wherever you know I listen to podcasts. And then I thought, well, why don't I put a podcast together? I knew nothing about the the, the sort of the um, the process of doing it. And then, but we're very fortunate. 2019, we live in a world where. The internet just offers up so much information so I, I got on the internet started working on how to do it um, went for that process and then decided I needed to come up with a name and come up with loads of different names and then the one I the, the one I went for was my perfect failure I kind of like like I loved the contradiction of perfect and failure I just thought it was a, a really cool paradox and so yeah so that so so then I, yes I came up with the idea and I yes yeah, so I and then I sort of reached out to people to do artwork and all the things all the sort of the components that you, that you need in order to sort of you know put a, a podcast together website that type of thing and then I realized at the start of the year that I had no one to uh, speak to I had this idea but no one to speak to and then I started reaching out to wonderful people that had a story to tell whether they be somebody that's experienced failure or somebody that um, has experienced whether they be an academic a journalist or whatever it may be and and sent out some emails and and it was amazing seeing these emails come back from people saying yeah I'd love to I'd love to be in your podcast and I really love the idea and yeah and, and yeah so I've been on that treadmill ever since and it's been amazing so I want to take it a little a little further back for us so when did you start listening to podcasts just as a consumer um probably so so that the the first time I started listening to podcasts was probably probably about five years five six years ago a, a friend of so I didn't even, I heard a podcast but I didn't even I didn't really understand a podcast how you access them and this that, and the other and a, a friend of mine Jamie used to come into work every day totally immersed in something I thought it was music <laughs> he couldn't talk to him in the morning just 
you know, he, he was just immersed and he just thought, okay, let him finish, listen to what he was listening to. And it, and it was podcast. He listened to, um, so he got me onto it really. He got me into a podcast. So I used to listen to Serial, um, Tim, Tim Ferriss, people like that. So, so I started listening probably about five, six years ago to podcasts. That's when I kind of like, used to, that's when I kind of like when I got into it. I was actually listening to a Tim Ferriss episode right before I started listening. Mm. Well, actually, in between listening to one of your episodes, oddly enough. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, like a real, just, you know, I, I love his, his honesty. He just, he just talks about really interesting subjects and, but, but I just like the way that he's, you know, you get him, there's no, he's not doing it for kudos. He just, he's doing it to talk about, you know, in, you know, talk to interesting people about interesting subjects. So you get a real nuggets when you listen to Tim Ferriss and and others I might add as well but he was someone that really captured my attention but as I as I realized that this is a, this is a great platform to pick up really insightful information and just to sort of take it and just to listen to stuff really so yeah so how did you you have phenomenal uh, artwork by the way episode artwork show artwork oh, you, you um, like it yes it's it's great okay so I've, I've got to mention a guy's name so he, he's a friend of mine I used to work with uh, at our, one of the um, publishers back in the day so that's Norval Denton he's a really talented um, graphic designer so um, yeah so I will definitely tell him that he definitely want to tune in and listen to this and put him you know yeah so he's fantastic it, it's it's fantastic i i love it um so how did you come up with that concept was it just kind of telling him that you had an idea for a podcast and you just told him to work your magic or did you kind of have some sort of idea floating in your head yeah so i had ideas and i kind of so 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 what so this is quite interesting actually if i so when I when I put together the podcast, um, so the, so the podcast really is about supporting people that are going through challenges. So if people don't have the network around them, I want the podcast to be that support mechanism. That's really what my perfect failure is about. And when I decided I wanted to do it, I really needed to 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 come up with some artwork I needed to make it real so what I did I, I knew I, I Norval's obviously a good friend and I kind of told him what I was doing and he said that he would happily build some artwork and look at a website for me and so what I so kind of so I guess what I did I sent him some sort of different types of stills or or stills plus gave him some blurb about the concept and what he did he kindly took that on board read read and understood what I wanted to do and obviously we spoke and what he did he 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 put he kindly put together probably about three or four different 
types of images that, that we could use and they're all they're all you know fantastic but the one that resonated resonated with me is the artwork that that did exist today he tweaked it you know we had some back and forth and he tweaked it and um yeah so we came up with that that image i didn't want to use a photo of myself i'm a bit self-conscious so i didn't the idea of Same. having a photo yeah i'm not i'm not into you know i'm not yeah he kind of he kind of said do you want a photo and i was like oh no not really i'd rather have a you know like a quick you know your your cool artwork will, will look better than a photo of me so i went for the photo option i it, it's great um but yeah I'm, I'm the same i i i'm not very photogenic uh i guess i can take good pictures from time to time but most of the time that's not for me you know and yeah. i'm a podcaster not a model so yeah is that, yeah and it, to be honest i think it's you know, it's about it's individual preference. I think some people love the idea of having their their own imagery out there, pictures of them. But I think it's horses for courses. You know, it might be in years to come where that you know because everything evolves. The podcast will evolve, uh, like your podcast will evolve, and it might be that you know that we're doing this in two years time we've both we've both got our own pictures up there and we've and and we're you know it, i guess it's you know the point we're at where you know where you where you know i guess it's what feels right at the time so you know so you know in, in two years time we'll jump on a call and i'm, I'm sure we've you know the up our artwork might change somewhat it's kind of like perfect right now though you know it's the perfect side of my perfect failure Yes, yes, and um, it's it's been one of the wonderful things about doing the the podcast. It's been the education I've I've learned so much. You know, just not just about. So I've learned around subjects such as you know, you know, reframing, mental toughness, mindset, um, permission slips. There's loads of different things, but also I've been able to collab with you and other wonderful people um you know and you sort of learn more you learn stuff like around audio and so it's been rich in terms of the you know what you learn and 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 i guess most importantly is putting out or try or, or at least trying to put out good content that people can listen to and hopefully they can implement you know something from each episode into their life if it's if it's relevant at the time i agree um i think that's the key component of your podcast is the takeaways you're you're definitely going and it's i think takeaways plural not just a takeaway I know you said you wanted to have at least one takeaway, but I, I feel like you can get, you know, three to five things per episode. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because it's like when... It's like when you... So the reason I say... I say one, and the idea is to kind of like get multiple, but sometimes, you know, when you're listening to some... It's like when I listen to podcast or tv or the radio or something sometimes 
there be just something that somebody's saying that just snaps out of me. Right. And it gives you that, you know, like you get that energy boost. And then you start thinking and, about that. Yeah. I mean, you jump on Google and you're like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I want to know some more about this. And then it leads to another action. And it, so that that's what, that's kind of like what I want is for, for somebody to listen to the, or for people to listen to the, the podcast and you know if there's just that one thing that that leads to another action where they can they can sort of use that to push them to do something positive in their lives or or, and actually to give people hope because I think um, for some people failure can be permanent and I guess the important thing that um, I definitely this is the important thing of the podcast actually this is the key takeout for me is that success success and failure are are, are totally interlinked so so failure if you if you want to call it that word is is you know is important for us to you know if you want to have success you're going to have failure you're going to have failure i was talking to somebody earlier that told me that (laughs) he was talking about I, I don't think I've seen the interview, but this is—I'm sure this was some years ago. But Bruce Springsteen was interviewed, and um, I think somebody was asking about his his overnight success, and he—he he essentially said that his overnight success his overnight success was 22 years in the making. So you know, so there were you know over that 22 years there were a lot of setbacks for for in order for him to experience the success that he that, that, that you know where he is now and so yeah so I, I think the key takeout is success and failure interlinked so you know failure only I only think exists if we give up if we don't if we get up every time something negative happens or we don't achieve our original objective every time we get up we've got we've got a huge opportunity but if we don't get up that's when you know the opportunities kind of like diminish so yeah so the opportunity so the, the idea is we get up every time we, we hit a setback i 110 percent agree with you on that we, you always have to just perseverance and persistence they're the only ways that you're going to make it it's, it's difficult and because if you're if our behavior because we don't we're not taught about this so so if we're not taught about this then it's difficult to to have that reactionary behavior to get up but i think you know what if we if we have that in our our headspace that they're interlinked and we have that behavior to get up all the time sooner or later that behavior just becomes you know the norm it just becomes the norm that that we just get up every time we hit a roadblock because roadblocks are there they're going to be there we have roadblocks every day and so yeah so it's kind of having that reactionary behavior so it just becomes the norm we expect roadblocks so what do you know what I mean? Exactly. Have you read uh, Ryan Holiday's book, uh, Obstacle is the Way? No, but I but I, clearly I need to read that. Yeah, that would be a good book for you to cover on the podcast, definitely. You could, that could even be solo content. But, What's that called, Zoe? 
obstacle is the way. Okay. Do you have Audible? I do indeed. I'll send it to you on Audible. I can, I think okay, I can send it to you. Fantastic. Free, yeah, you know how you can send free books to a friend. I think you can. Oh, you're, that's about to be amazing. Yeah. So, actually, Ryan Holiday just came out with a new book that I need to read called Stillness of the Ray. He's one of my favorite uh, or stillnesses. I'm sorry. I think it's called Stillness is Key. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. He's one of my favorite authors, though. No, no, that sounds that sounds like the type of um, content that content that I'm cool that I'm uh, eager to uh, to consume. So thank you. So I want to talk about guest and how you started going about the process of recruiting guests for your podcast. Okay, Did yeah, you have so... experience recruiting before? Or tell me about that. Well, I've, I've talking to a friend yesterday actually, and he he was asking me about you know the methodology about getting guests and stuff on and so, so I've kind of like re- mentioned earlier that sort of background is in sales so there's a lot of prospecting speak you know trying to speak to the right decision makers to 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 to, to, to build a relationship to discuss an opportunity and build a relationship and I took that same methodology into approaching guests this it, it, it evolves all the time but but the principles I kind of like used to approach guests so I guess what I identified is that I want guests that that, that would I'd be able to I, I, I guess I'd be able to have a discussion with them or listen to them about who would be able to who would be able to provide key lessons that not just me, but listeners can take from a potential interview. So what I would do every Saturday, I would just go online and try and source people, which I kind of like did. And then what I did, I crafted an, an email which essentially told everybody a little bit about me, a little bit about who I am, where I'm based, um, what the um, what the podcast is about. And I gave, and I'd, I'd, I'd obviously would know a bit about them. And so I would say a little bit about, I'm aware of this is, I know that you've, you've done great work here. And, I'd, you know, it'd be amazing for you to be a guest on the podcast. And, and um, yeah, sent an email out there into the ether and hoped, fingers crossed, that people came back to me. And um, I'm very lucky that a lot of people came back to me and said that they were really keen to discuss the idea. And, I would have calls and, you know, I, you know, I mentioned I'm based in the UK. A lot of people based in the US, England, Australia, so various parts of the world. So you'd sort of arrange to have some kind of dialogue and to sort of give them a bigger, a better idea, understanding of what I was trying to do. And then, yeah, then we would find, hopefully, find some time in their, um, in their, win- in their calendars and uh, schedule them in. So, was there a certain criteria you were looking for when you were forcing people, or did it just happen organically through just reading different articles or seeing posts on social media or what have you? I think, um, good question. I think, I think the, the, the number one criteria is that. 
each guest can provide good insights into how me and listeners can 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 use can extract some of the knowledge that these guys have to help them overcome challenges that that we might experience whether it be some element of failure some you know some you know some mindset issues that we might have some you know lack lacking in mental toughness and some just you know some that they could sort of have fundamentals that that could benefit you know myself and 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 listeners that was kind of like the and, and still is the the sort of the criteria that i that i have it, you know and it and it doesn't you know i'm i and it doesn't it doesn't really you know people don't have to be superstars to be on the podcast although i am open to superstars but it it's really people that can that have got sort of a, a story to tell or examples to provide that can help listeners because there, there has to be a takeout from each episode i won't just do a a podcast just to have a conversation because if if there's no value for the listeners i'm kind of wasting the listeners time and also the guest time a little bit because that is that you know they, i'm sure they just don't want to have a conversation with me i think the guests buy into the ideology of the show if that makes sense they buy into the fact that they can help other people i i think you're absolutely correct about that um we you know podcasts especially ours are longer in length right but even short podcasts you want to make sure that that's 15 minutes 20 minutes well spent you know you don't want to listen to 15 20 minutes of rubbish right totally totally yeah and i yeah i agree so uh a question that came to mind uh, because you were saying like you have people from all walks of life on the podcast I and you said you are inclined to work with you know bigger names you know, you know superstars rather right no well I, I haven't I haven't yet but I'm you know hopefully that comes in the future but it's not that that's really not important because I think you have though you know, I think but I've yeah, I've worked with, yeah, okay, yeah. You have a couple of names, you know, but I, I was saying all that to say, I like how you're open to that because I feel like maybe I'm more closed off to that prospect. Like, hmm. I made a guest appearance on the multiple podcast disorder. Okay. Um, with uh, Chris Cox. Chris, friend of the show, so probably have him on at some point. The podcast returned the favor, but um, we were talking, and I said I made the statement of I would never want to have Tony Robbins on Trep Life, and I still stand by that, uh, but I think that maybe as the show evolves I could uh, change my stance on that to a certain extent but honestly my hope is that 
the show can the podcast can track the evolution of the guest so i want to be able to say yeah we had a conversation with these people um before they were superstars we had a conversation with them when they were on the rise and then we had a conversation with them when they were certified superstars in various areas and i think with the amount of talented guests that i've had on the podcast so far yourself included um that 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 that's a a possibility i think that's a very realistic future hmm yeah yeah i i you know i you know i know i i yeah i tony tony robbins is like a giant in this and i i would gladly have him on my show just because i think he he totally suits the dynamic of the ideology of, of yeah the ideology he he sort of fits snugly into that and i think that he would you know do masses for you know for listeners and also and i guess i guess sort of in a in a in a um can't think of the right word but but obviously he would i guess a more cynical element of what we do obviously he had you know it would be great kudos for 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 the podcast if, if he was on it but 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 that that being said it's not you know a, a, a priority because i'm quite happy with the podcast growing organically right. and i have to think i have to think sort of constantly around how to develop it how to grow it how to to sort of you know to to, to get it to the point where I think that I'm making the type of impact that I I want to make because I'm kind of like a ground zero at the moment in terms of um, my expectations and wants and goals goals are so there's so much more to do which is a great thing because that that kind of keeps it exciting the fact that there's so many there's so many additional layers that I can I can add to the podcast. So I I think from my standpoint like we had a conversation about how we are peers in podcasting right because we're both doing it right now in this era this stage of podcasting or this phase of podcasting rather right that's true and i think when i see interviews with i actually was just at a event yesterday where um what's his name dean Graziano Grazi I I forget how you pronounce his last name but he's the author of the book Millionaire uh Secret Millionaire Habits or something I think that's the title of the okay. book um something like that I'll course correct eh, we'll just see actually I think I have a little hmm. pamphlet with it on here and now pull that out while we're talking but um to the point yeah okay millionaire success habits okay and it's his last name is g r a z i o s i and he's actually friends very close friends um with Tony Robbins and business partners and they were talking about their latest collaboration with each other and 
how they're just trying to serve people and the knowledge industry and it, it was some good information and they they uh dean was there and he pitched the product that he's collaborated he and tony collaborated on right and to me they were able to do that because they were peers and they were friends and they helped each other's successes throughout time right yeah i don't think that's the they can go on each other's platforms and have great conversations in a way where I don't think that you know I I pride myself on being a pretty good you know quote unquote interviewer right you know connecting with people and the whole bits everything that you want in a good interview Mm. but you can't have those type of conversations with people when you're you don't have that kind of background history with each other also the the fact of uh to me it would come across as well let me step back the priority for me and i know it is for you as well is always going to be content because yeah the content can always catch fire and do the numbers right but if i'm doing something just for the the numbers and when i say numbers i mean listens and subscribers and all that stuff uh the metrics of it all then i feel like you're trading away the integrity or the soul of the podcast yeah absolutely absolutely yeah i agree and i think when i think you know i think right now what's happening in podcast not to cut you off sorry but it's uh people i see people who want to be on people's podcasts like you maybe see it in the groups that we're on together as well yeah and people will go on all these different podcasts <laughs> the podcasters ask the same questions almost in the same order sometimes and then the people answer the same questions in the same way mm. yeah how is that good Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. That that's why. Yeah. I, so if, if I interview if you, Tony Robbins, I'm probably going to ask him the same questions that what he's been asked how many other times. Hmm. And and I'm we're, I'm Tony, saying Tony Robbins just for an example. Yeah, say, an yeah, example. Yeah, I don't. yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I. You know, I, you know, I, I definitely would have, you know, Tony, I right. would be esteemed to have Tony Robbins as a guest. And, I, you know, I think when you're putting a podcast together, I think you've, you've, you've got some duties. Your duties are to make sure that you're true to your ideology I think you're, you know, there's a duty to if you're, if you've got any guest on, you know, whether it be Tony Robbins, Robbins, or you, or anybody else that I'm interviewing, I need to make sure that I, I don't waste your time. That's that's the second one, and I think part of that is making sure that we we kind of do our research when we're thinking about, you know, what you know, what does a good episode look like with. Tony Robbins is it 
you know is it you know because it might tie because it might tie into something that you're going through at the moment or something we you know we've become aware of and we know that he's a great authority on that and and also i think that although um tony robbins is huge it might be that elements of our audience aren't as though haven't haven't digested his information in such an intimate way where where he's paired with us so if that if that makes sense yeah, so absolutely. so 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 off the back of that he he clearly is you know in terms of the audience he you know he's not he's not worried about downplays and stuff like that but and and for the reason that you said we shouldn't be too worried about that either because um the the, the content is 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 king content is king but the only thing is because of the great content that he provides if we're able to pair him with our audience and and you and I do our job properly which is to make sure that we that we talk to him about content that fits the ideology of our show then we know for sure that he's going to deliver we just know that because he delivers all the time I, I definitely see that as a uh, possible pathway, though. Everything. Yeah. So if, if Tony Robbins, if you've got an email from Tony Robbins uh, and he wants to be on your podcast, don't say no, please. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna forward it to him. I'm gonna say be like, no. Hey, um, you know, I don't think this is the right uh, platform for you, but yeah, you know, have you heard? I, I, of... I know, I know you wouldn't, but I just made me laugh thinking about that. I would totally do that. Yeah. Um you heard it here first on the podcast. I promised yeah. to my my brother Paul Padmore that if, <laughs> for whatever reason I come across uh Tony Roth's information that it's going straight to you. Thank you. Thank you. you no, know, that we glad you want to give me a shout out on the episode. We're we're, we're good. You know? 100%. 100%. But you you'll get more than one shout out for sure. But in, in terms of, I, I, I think we can add one more responsibility to the uh, list of duties and obligations that we have as podcasters. And I think it's to make, to create unique experiences, right? Be, as more and more people get into podcasting, which I think is a... I, I, I kind of think it's a neutral event. You know, it's good and bad. There are some people who shouldn't be podcasting that are podcasting. And there are some people who are getting into podcasting and they're rock stars at it. And they're so great for the space. Hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I like the new podcasters. You know, I think the two of us are included in that. Uh, because we've started our podcast relatively, you know, in, in a short span, right? Rel- yeah. Relatively recently, I should say, rather. And I, I know other people who are starting podcasts, and I, I can't wait to hear them. Um, yeah. You know, I've had some, some other guests who have podcasts. I love their content. It's great. Um, 
there's some other people whose content is, you know, wet. Okay, you know, uh, yeah, moving on from it, sort of thing, and 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 I do think we, it's dangerous to get into the place where, I think podcasting is like the new sexy, like the same way mm. like entrepreneurship is sexy now. I think podcast is like is like that now. Everyone wants to have a podcast because of their brand, but it's not related yeah. to their purpose. And that's where you lose yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I, I think that if you don't do it for the right reasons, then I just don't think it will last very long. You know, I think you have to do it. If it relate, if it relates to your purpose, then you have a passion and you'll do it properly, and, and it will, it will last. If you're just doing it for an ego trip, then it don't. It, yeah, I just don't. Think, you know, as soon as because there's work involved. You know, there is work involved in putting a podcast together beyond what I you know I'm very naive when I decided I wanted to do it and I think that if you're doing it for an ego trip I just don't think when you when you hit those roadblocks you'll think well you know what I didn't think there's going to be this much work involved maybe I do maybe I leave this and I think you quickly run out of content I was reading something maybe a month or so ago that a lot of podcasts don't get beyond seven episodes, so hmm. I think people that I think people do it for, and I think if you drill down into those numbers, which I haven't, but I think people doing it for purpose, I think they those would outlast a lot of those people that drop out at seven episodes. I, I would think so as well. Um, and I'm trying to think back to episode seven for me. Do you remember your episode seven? Um, it might have been with or episode, I guess, six and seven, maybe. Because once you get yeah, to that so, seven point, you're yeah, I do remember them all. I, I remember them all because I've all been a mate. You know, the guests, you know, I'm sort of a newbie at this, so I'm sort of I'm in, de- I'm, I'm in, I'm in development mode, so I'm developing and learning all the time. And I'm, you know, I want to get to the point where I'm in years to come that people can talk about the flow of a just 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 in terms of delivery like you know my delivery but at the level of the of the of the real cool people that have been doing it for three years so but yeah i think it's maybe um maybe Edie weinstein and beth comstock were sort of six and seven i think around that that type of uh in that order but i remember them all very clearly Everybody that's been on, I remember very clearly. I'm trying to think what was it for me. Um, but with those episodes, did you feel like episode six, episode seven, that that was a breakthrough point for you? Does that, does that, do, are those statistics kind of ringing true for you? What, in, t- in terms of what, sorry? Did you feel like you had a breakthrough point? Like, after you were six episodes in or seven I, episodes in, did you feel like, okay, yeah, I I don't have all the answers, you know, but I, I, I know enough to keep going. You know you know what? As soon as I decided that I was going to do this, I, you know, there was, that I was on, I was on, so I was, so there was no, I didn't think about, you know, I just thought about, I guess all I was thinking about was connecting to the right people and scheduling and scheduling in the episodes and 
making sure that we had sort of good content to to discuss so that's kind of like been my headspace so I'm, I'm just I'm just con- I'm constantly thinking about the next episode not just episodes episodes because I'm always talking to so many different people that that you know I, I it's, di- it's difficult always I, I guess the, the real moments of um, satisfaction are when I get a random text message or a random email from somebody that has listened to an episode and there might be something in the episode that resonates because I'm because I'm just so into what doing what I'm doing I kind of I, don't, I can't even really absorb breakthrough moments because I'm just thinking about the next thing if that makes sense definitely I, I, I feel like um, I, I kind of process it the same way and I, I think you're so, uh, so much better at me than like remembering the conversations with the guest I know like because sometimes I some of these episodes that are even coming out recently they were recorded a month ago maybe two months ago right and so I'm like, yeah, I remember the conversations. Like, I remember my takeaways from them. And, you know, when I'm editing, I hear things here and there um, that take me back. But sometimes I don't remember the conversations as clearly as I would like. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm kind of not the same because, you because you know, it's like, a, I guess, a hypopized. If you... You know, once they put out, and you know, they put out an app when their album comes out. That might have been recorded a year and a half ago. Yeah. And by the time that comes out, they might be working on. Obviously, they've got to do the promo and all that stuff. But into the, you know, but sometimes they're already working on new material for new albums. So it's kind of. Um, so I, I totally get that. I'm I'm kind of like the. Um, the same really, in terms of. Um, you know, because you always because you can't. It's like any any industry or technology. You kind of, you know, if you stand still, then you're kind of like losing. So you always got to be not just on the curve. You've got to be beyond the curve. And I think that um, talking to new people and and keeping things moving. That's the thing. That that's that's the way I look at it. Really. I agree. Um, so with the podcast for me and I think it's the same for you you we've you start meeting people that I don't think I would have otherwise connected with absolutely absolutely I've, yeah totally I've, with this conversation with right. you um, that's that's been one of the huge benefits actually connecting with people in the UK all over the world it's just been you know just with a laptop and an idea really that's all you need a laptop or any device any device and an idea and you can just connect and you can create stuff and you can you know people and the wonderful thing is people you know from in different continents can absorb your information and and um, hopefully take some some good points from it absolutely it amazes me that people 
in countries that I've never been to have heard the podcast. Yeah. When I look at the stats sometimes, I'm like, wow, whoa. Yeah, yeah. That's huge. It's huge. And, um, yeah, and it's, I, th- I think it's, um, yeah, you know, 20-odd years ago, this wouldn't have been possible. But, you know, with technology, it's one of the great things of technology that you can just connect to wonderful people and have really cool discussions and and hopefully do some good absolutely so I have two more questions before I let you go go ahead far away so you were in the publishing world Hmm. and you know I'm writing the Trap Life book right we talked about that I thought yeah yeah absolutely so do you have any tips for me on the publishing process and what I should anticipate or prepare for like you know you know what I think I'm in the wrong type of publishing because um, I'm not like a, a publisher like uh, Harper or Bloomsbury something like that I'm I work for national publishers national newspapers sorry. okay yeah so that type of publishing but um but I do I, I think I can give you yeah, advice which I think you which you're already executing which I just think that, you know, just keep on being you. Just, just, just give us original content that fits into your ideology, and people will love it. I, I think as long as you do that and be open-minded, I think that um, you're going to produce um, a wonderful book. I appreciate you saying that. I'm definitely going to be very authentic and open and transparent with the book. Mm. I'm, I'm excited to actually read it. Yeah. I actually haven't been reading as much as I normally do. Like, I don't think I've read a book yet this month that I normally read about three a month. Three wow. A month. Well, I need to get into that. I, 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 you know, I don't read enough, so I need to sort of definitely um, jump into that because um, you just get so much for, from uh, reading. It's, it's, a good, it's a good habit. I kind of don't want to take other... I, I kind of want to, like, close myself off kind of silo my mm. mind a little bit so that I can yeah. just focus on my books and not be influenced necessarily by other books and worry about emulation or imitation or anything. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. But I, I think you know where you're going with yeah. it. So I, I've got no doubt that you'll, you'll produce a fabulous book and um, I can't wait to... So i tell you what we can do, actually. Um, whether we can maybe discuss it, but maybe... Um, I know we've got. I know. I know that you're going to put in my podcast, but maybe we can do an, an episode around your book release. So well, that'd be quite cool. That would be awesome. Uh, looking forward. Uh, I'm gonna have it written in the next couple months here, so that's why I'm wrapping up the podcast so I can just focus on uh, yeah the book and just finishing the writing process and makes sense. You know. Because you know how time-consuming podcasting is, I and you know, so I'll, I'm open to just doing guests. It's easier to be a guest than it is to host and edit and do all that stuff. So, you know, just um, that's kind of my plan for um, the book after we wrap up season one, and then I've already kind of started thinking about season two of the podcast, but. Um, Will you, will you move quick so 
as soon as you've had that break, you'll get the book out, and then when you jump on the podcast, and you, know, you move quickly. So um, soon enough, you'll have more wonderful guests, more wonderful discussions, and you know that's, that sounds like a healthy balance to me. That's the goal, you know. Balance is so important. Okay, and so in honor of your podcast, to finish up, give us three of your biggest failures one of them pertaining to the podcast and then the other two pertaining personal life and other parts of your and then the last one pertaining to other parts of your career and how you overcame them okay um so i think sort of career would be the startup i think the startup um which kind of triggered the idea of my perfect failure that came about um, and it wasn't anything sort of hugely I did that was wrong but you know it was not able to achieve the revenue numbers you know different um, different deals not executing in the way that I wanted them to execute that type of thing and you know and, and it was uh, it was like a um, I didn't know at the time because when you when you when when you go when you're processing something in your head all you can think about is this is a nightmare this is this isn't what I, this, I didn't sign up to this I wanted it to be um, the opposite side of the coin so but but you know the, there was a huge blessing that you know, I didn't see it at the time, but a huge blessing is the podcast. If I didn't, you know, it. ironically, that failure was my perfect failure because it's led to the podcast, which is kind of ironic that um, if I hadn't had to fail there, then, um, then, the, then the podcast wouldn't exist. So that's the career one. And then you were looking for a, a personal life, were yeah. you? A personal life, okay. I think of a personal life one. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> you stumped me. Let me think of a personal one. Um, I, I, okay. I think that um, over the years, I've maybe not absorbed other people's um, advice the way that the, the, you know the way that you should do and I kind of learned about this on my first episode with um, Erin Baker who's um, who's from the US she used to watch she was an exec at Facebook and Microsoft and she talks about feedback being open to to embrace feedback because you only can improve if we embrace feedback. So I think over the years, you know, sometimes you, you, you know, when family or friends are, are giving you feedback, not because they're being, um, trying to intrude, they do it because they care. But sometimes you don't see it as that, you see it as, why, you know, why are they, you know, why are they, giving me advice about X, Y, Z, and I can handle this. But actually, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you do need feedback. So I think that um, one of my failings has been 
in life is um, not embracing the idea of feedback. And I've and uh, now I, I, I now I take it as key. Now I want feedback. I know that I'll only develop and grow if I embrace feedback. Doesn't mean doesn't mean that I act on every piece of feedback. It just means that I'm open to it and um, I'm always pleasantly surprised when like you know people do give me feedback and also I, I feel that I'm I feel that I'm developing by by being prepared to listen to feedback and um, so I'm more open to that totally now and forgive me my memory is quite poor what was the third one third one was one relating to the podcast so maybe a guest that you weren't able to acquire okay okay i can give you okay i can give you um an example of and a guest that i've that is actually going to be on my next episode and uh, let, let me order it so this will be I guess by the time this comes out, this episode would have been recorded. But um, Professor Glenn Geher, okay. Geher, G E H E R. So, 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 so basically, this is a, a scheduling faux pas on my part. Oh. So, so I managed to overcome it, but it was a failing on my part. So he he kindly agreed to appear on the podcast, and we we communicated, and you know everything was that which is fine. So standard process discussion. Told him a little bit about me. I knew I obviously researched him, so I knew a bit about him. Told him what I was doing. He was um, keen to to be a guest. So I'm at work on a Friday, and. I get an email from Glenn and it was probably so it's Friday you know what you know Fridays yeah, everyone's looking to get away and been a long week and I get um, an email probably about it's probably after 6 p.m. so he, he's in New York so it's probably about two what you know one o'clock two o'clock for him so I um so me as soon as I saw the email coming I, I just had this thing something something could be amiss anyway but I think I was on a phone call anyway so I ended a phone call and I looked at his email and he basically said looking forward to our discussion later on you know and then literally in the next 30 minutes or next you know hour I'm like that that, that this interview is not today it's next week but deep down, I knew it. Deep, deep down, I had this feeling like it must be today. So, I, so I frantically started looking at our sort of correspondence. And I realised that I'd, I'd sort of made a mistake. I'd, I'd put the inter- I don't know how, but I'd put the interview in for a week later, so the following Friday. So, I once I'd realised that I had this huge, you know, had this sort of feeling like now how did I do that so anyway so I I messaged Glenn to say I've made a mistake I've got this I've got this scheduled in for the following week so can we can you know it's a totally you know annoying and I you know I really apologize but can we come can we kind of like reschedule 
and he was like, well, you know, he sent an email back, so, but, you know, why don't we just do it anyway? And I was like, well, it might be easier to reschedule because I'm sort of mentally, you know, I'm kind of like, I hadn't, I hadn't been thinking right. about doing this today, the interview today. Yeah, I kind of wasn't prepared. And he, anyway, so he was like, why don't we just do it anyway? And so, so unbeknown to me, he was flying to, I think it was China, the next day for two weeks. So, so literally, and I was just like, okay, I need to grab this window because he's, you know, he's such a cool dude and uh, he has such... Um, knowledge that I wanted to I didn't want to sort of blow the opportunity so so at that moment I I got my head around the fact that I'm doing this interview in the next 30 minutes although I in my head you know 30 you know 10 minutes before this was get up to next week so um so yeah so I learned a lot about so I made a mistake but I, I kind of like learned a lot from talking to Glenn from the interview. But also, I was so pleased after the, during and after the interview because, you know, I, I kind of, I, I kind of had to tap into a bit of me that, I, you know, we're all resilient and we're all resourceful. But I had to be, I had to be resourceful on the spot. And being a new podcaster. I was kind of, you know, I'm not, I haven't been doing this for years and years and years where you can just, it's like driving a car. So that, that moment showed me that I can, I can be pushed uh, a little bit and, um, and do things a little bit, you know, I guess be more resourceful. Although... I don't want to go for that anxiety again. So I, that hasn't happened since. But that, 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 that's an example where I just didn't schedule properly. And the, the way that it conspired was that if I didn't, if I didn't do the interview then, that day, it would have been, it could have been months until I managed to um, find another slot because of his schedule because he's he's always incredibly busy so to get an hour from him is a major achievement in itself so so yeah so um so any 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 uh budding podcasters out there don't be like me and um not schedule properly make sure you schedule properly i i I sent you that uh scheduling app right yeah yeah No, no you're good you're good you're um you know, I learned because I hadn't used the app before, so I it's it's it's, it's great for different time zones. So, um, so yeah, so thank thank you for uh, your uh, my, your intro into that into the app for me. But you're but you're good. I I was um, very poor at that moment, but it was uh, you know it was a wonderful discussion, and I was so as I said, I was so pleased after, and uh, I learned that I can be a bit more resourceful than than I you know than I thought I could be absolutely my perfect failure indeed okay I know I said I only had two more questions for you but I have this one real quick okay give us your top three to five either favorite rap albums hip-hop album mm-hmm. hip-hop artist 
or um, just your your or you can give us your top five of your era or today. Okay, let me. It might be easier for me to to say artists. Okay. So this is hard, by the way. Super hard. Well, well, this is hard. So I'm thinking West Coast. I'm thinking East Coast. So okay. So I'm gonna say I love Tribe. Tribe Called Quest. Love Tribe. Tribe Called Quest. Um, Nas has got to be in there. Um, West Coast. Um, I love when Snoop dropped um, his first album, Doggy Style. So Snoop's got to be in there. He's not always on everybody's. He's um, not. No, yeah, he's like, I when, like when, 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 when when people drop these, you know, it's all it's all kind of subjective, you know. Right. But but when people drop their list, Snoop sometimes doesn't get a mention, and I think actually that that makes sense. Sometimes he doesn't because... even make the top twenty, top thirty. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. I think is kind of bizarre. Yeah, and he's got to sit down in the interviews and that list have come out and he's, and he's not there, which doesn't make any sense to me because he's, he's you know, he's like been making great music for 20 plus years now. And, I think that um, Snoop has to be a top 15 artist if you're yeah, looking at it you know, by any objective standards, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I think because to be, to be still relevant in 2019... When he dropped his first album, I think it was in 1993. That's kind of like nuts. That's crazy. So he's he's he definitely gets a mention for me. So Snoop, oh and I got I got Tribe in there. Nas. Nas. So two more. Nas. Um, just who else do I want in there? There's so there's so many that I could think of. Um, Nas. I like. Um, you know who I'm gonna put in there, and his his best days are still to come. But I think what he's doing, what he's done today, I just think, you know, he's amazing. I'm gonna put Kendrick in there. You're gonna put K Dot in there, okay? Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, because he's just, you know, what? As I said, he's just. The scary thing is, he's got classics. Yeah, he's got classics that are gonna come, man. So we've got classics coming from from Kendrick so uh, he's he's definitely in there and okay so I've got to balance that with I'm just thinking any other parts of this you, you know you know you, you probably guessed it. it's more US based uh, hip hop I'm, I'm, I'm looking at although there's some cool people in the UK but I think right. the US is quite the US is kind of like what I listen to more I guess um So who do I want to put, put there in my last my last one okay I might have to you know what I'm going to do I'm going to go for Jay-Z okay um, because that's a pretty good uh, five 
Yeah, because he's because Jay should you know he he's in, he's in the conversation, and he's the and I, and you know he's an inspiration not just in music but on so many different levels now what he's doing outside of music so he's 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 raised the bar not just for for hip hop eyes but for for the business world so um, he gets kudos on every levels and. You know, but his foundation is hip hop. So, um, you know, for, for opening doors on both levels, he, he he's in there. So, like, let's 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 do a concert. But he's when, when we make it big in this podcasting game, let's um, do a gig where we get those guys at the table. Yes, absolutely. And and who would you have? Uh, mine, I think, is Park. Hmm. Biggie, uh, Nas, Hove, and I still think I have to put Rakim in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so my, mine's but... not that. It, it's it's kind of atypical, but I think when it's all said and done. I may my my favorite rappers right now are uh, one Drake, two uh, Big Sean, um, J-, J Cole, three, four yeah, Kendrick, uh, and then five, um, probably. I think who would be my my five that I listen to pretty frequently um probably ah I'm drawing you know what I'll I'll put uh Wale in there I listen to Wale yeah yeah I like Wale Wale's Wale's cool I like J. Cole as well J. Cole gets to mention as well he's he's someone I like J. Cole like what he does um Kendrick I also like um, Big Crit. Yeah, I like. Uh, I don't know if he gets this. I don't know what what sort of. Um, I think he's talented, and I think he's. I think he's going to put some good albums out. But I like Joey Badass. I think he's got. Oh yeah. I think I think he's got levels to go to. I don't think he's, you know, he's he's great anyway. But I think that he's got levels that he can go to. So he's he's someone that, like. Like all those people you just mentioned, that we, the beauty of Kendrick and J. Cole and Joe Badass, people like that, is that I don't think we've seen their best work yet. I think there's this classics to come from all of those guys. So, um, you know, maybe we get them on a on a podcast. That would be the dream. Absolutely, that would be great. Actually, I'd love yeah. to hip hop with some of those guys, but. Where can people find your you and your podcast on social media? As we okay, okay. So the website is www.myperfectfailure.com. So that's www.myperfectfailure.com. Um, Insta, I'm at padsmpf, and Twitter is failure underscore perfect. So definitely hit me up on either of those. Um, handles and uh definitely love to hear from anybody and um 
Pete, it's been an absolute pleasure, but I know this is the beginning of our journey. I can't wait to have you as a guest on my show. And also, I want to hear about your book, so uh, get writing. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure, and like you said, it's just the beginning. We're just going to... I can promise this for both of our podcasts. We're just going to get better and keep evolving and setting the stage, setting the tone. Absolutely. Absolutely. I could agree more. It's been, it's been an absolute pleasure. So thank you for having me a guest on your show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Same here. Cheers, bruv. Cheers, man. Take care. Another classic episode of the Trap Life podcast. Thank you to our guest, Paul Padmore. Go follow my perfect podcast i'm sorry my perfect failure which is uh almost perfect podcast on all podcasting platforms now peace